All right. It's our weekly hitter, Ricky Larson, Lucky Shots Media. I'm Dylan Corbett. Let's dive right in. Kyler Murray, possibly set to return. The line movement from the sharp guys in Vegas would suggest that Murray is set to make his return after a two-game absence. In Seattle, Russ pins in his hand coming off the uh, shutout loss at a snowy Lambeau. But my question is, do you trust Murray, who is obviously a fantasy perennial player, in the MVP conversation, but banged up against a decent Seattle defense. hundred percent. If he's in, you know, he, he's going to be fine once he's in and especially he's taken off. What it was it just a week or has it been two now? Two, two weeks. Yeah. So two weeks, it wasn't a high ankle sprain. It was just, you know, a normal ankle sprain, nothing to like linger on for, forever and this team when he's in I believe they're seven and one they should be eight and no they should if it wasn't for aj green they'd have been eight and no with <laughs> no problems but uh going in against seattle seattle isn't great they're not going to move the ball i hate to say that because they've got so many weapons and russ i love russ but it's just not going to happen murray was limited in wednesday's practice so was back out on the field, not just through walkthroughs or media stuff, actually out there practicing. Uh, limited capacity, but any sort of practicing is good, especially this early, I guess you could say, in the week. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty confident that Arizona will roll. Kyler will have a fine game. Kyler could even hop up, you know, top five uh, fantasy guys, I think. Yeah, he, um, I mean, Colt McCoy went one and one, right? He had, he beat a good 49ers team and then he lost to Cam's return, right? Um, yeah, flip it to the other side of that huddle. You talked about you're not so high on Russ. Uh, so a little bit more than a blip on the radar last week in his return. I mean, yeah, let, let's look historically at Russell Wilson over the past few years. Starts out super hot and then just steadily declines. I know he's coming off of a, finger injury and I believe it's on his throwing hand so obviously yeah. that's gonna mess with you uh especially in a cold game mm -hmm. you got pins in your fingers now you're gonna start feeling that uh but it's just par for the course with Russ and I, I does I hate to say that Seattle's a bad team their defense obviously hasn't been good for a while mm -hmm. but they have a lot of offensive firepower I mean Russ yeah can he shows at every beginning of the season he can heave the ball a million yards he can get it to his receivers he's got tyler lockett he's got dk metcalf gerald everett's a solid weapon if yeah, sure. we're not shitting around i mean uh but they just don't make it happen and this late into the season going up against the cardinals the cardinals defense i'd say Dallas. top top five mm -hmm. and you know, if Kyler and them are putting up a lot of points, it's going to force Russ to be throwing. So it's just, it's sad to see because the Seahawks got a lot of talent. Just wish they could put it together. Sure. Interesting game in the NFC West. Uh, your boy, Mike White, benched Joe Flacco. Anyone, any fantasy players even sniffing him against Miami? That's the wrong decision and you will rue the day. <laughs> uh, your boy's out. Flacco in. You know, and why, why are we benching Mike White 
a backup quarterback after a game against Buffalo, who's the top defense. Obviously, he's not going to have a good game, okay? He can't pull out magic out of his ass. He did that one time, sure, but he still threw a couple interceptions. Like, yeah. you really think that making the move to Joe Flacco is going to be any freaking different? Dude, I don't understand Robert Salah. He is I, – I know the Jets just pick him on trees for bad head coaches, but – He's like, it's almost like he's not have a good relationship with his rookie quarterback who's not out. Then they hire his quarterback coach, his personal QB coach. He's starting Mike White. He's apparently Mike White's the future. And now he's saying, no, you know what the future is? This hat rack, Joe Flacco on his fifth team and his second stint with the Jets. Yeah. And uh, we had Flacco for a little bit. The Broncos. Oh, of did. course. Yeah. That was, was Elway. Elway thought Flacco was going to bring him to the Super Bowl. That was a fantastic time, not like if you're not going to start Mike White, throw jo uh, Josh Johnson out there. He, yeah. he had a good performance. I mean, Against Colts, Joe yeah. Flacco is not the damn answer. And this is a game that you the Jets have a chance. Right. I actually like yeah. the Jets. Dolphins fans think they're about to go on a run and get to seven and seven. Right. And it, you have a chance. So put the quarterback out there. That's going to give you the best chance to win. You really think that's Joe Flacco? His reasoning was, I guess you can understand it, but still bizarre words like, oh, he's got more, you know, he's got more veteran leadership where he could go against the defensive front of Miami. It's like, what? Okay. That, that Miami defense that we saw last week, yeah. it's not going to be every single week. Correct. That was for, that was literally a drawn up game plan to get after Lamar. Mm -hmm. Mike White's not Lamar Jackson. Josh Johnson isn't Lamar Jackson. They're not going to be sending eight at your quarterback every single play. All right. Uh, I don't know. Um, we talked about the NFC West. Let's fit in another team from there, San Fran. Uh, that was one of the upset picks from the past week. They head to Jacksonville, who's been playing – bit better a couple of covers you move that win against buffalo in there and it's in jacksonville uh the line scares me because san fran's minus six and a half but my question is involving trey sermon a guy that you hear about in draft like pre-draft analysis hey he's a late season handcuff he is not even sniffing the field shanahan wants to play mitchell with a broken finger over him uh, he's done nothing this year. The only reason I've kept him on my roster in my deep league is because my team name is Sunday Sermon. Um, <laughs> how about that? But look how he handled Brandon Ayuk, too, who's not having a good year. Like, is Shanahan just mishandling the rookies a bit or the young players a bit? I would like to ask you, sir, to repeat who the hell you were talking about. Uh, yes, Trey. Trey. Trey Sermon, your boy, OSU. Oh, interesting, interesting. I he's seemed to have disappeared uh, <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know because now look at brandon Ayuk right now he's starting yeah. to fit back into the role he had last year sermon had one bad game got a concussion and then just they didn't put him back on the field like is he still on the team what what is he like i understand elijah mitchell has been doing very well but since when is this backfield not a committee? Right. You have all of these different backs that can give you different things, which is what you've built your offense around. Why are we pounding Elijah Mitchell and his broken whatever it is into every single run play? I mean, give Debo the ball more. 
I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, the hell no with kidding. Trey Sermon. Just keep giving Debo the ball in any way you can. <laughs> yeah, receiver, reverse, throw him in the backfield, what have you. That dude's been an animal. So I guess that is a young player that Shanahan actually has excelled with out of South Carolina. Cam Newton comes in. He's back. He's back. He's trending Newton's on Twitter. Newton, Cam Newton. Cam Newton comes in. He'll run you over in the goal line. He will throw it on the goal line, two touchdowns. Now he's got the starting job. What do you think there are people? I feel like everyone's rushing to kind of stream them this week, but who knows? I told you last week he'd be starting this week. Yeah. I did not expect him to have two touchdowns last week. That was crazy. Yeah. And then uh, they blitzed the Cardinals, even though it was both. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they're going up against Washington. Washington just looked real good against Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. But if we want to get cute about it, Cam Newton is a much different football player than Tom Brady. He's going to pose a lot more threats. Now you don't have Chase Young. Cam can do more of his running around. They can design more runs to go at the now weaker side of that defense. Yep. You know, it, my bigger question is, what is Cam Newton going to give to uh, DJ Moore? who has fallen off because Sam Darnold's a crock of shit. Yep. I mean, I don't expect the passing game to really be there. And if it is, it's just going to be back to Christian McCaffrey and then Cam Newton pretty much being a bulk of that offense. Uh, Washington's offense as well. I, I don't know how to feel about that because, honestly, their offense didn't look great last week. Antonio Gibson – for some reason, scored two touchdowns when he was on my bench. That's why he scored two touchdowns. But, <laughs> right. uh, you know, uh, Cam is a fantasy option. You know, if you're sitting with Justin Herbert right now, like I am, just totally defeated and upset about it, shit, go ahead and throw in Cam because who else is on the waiver wire that you're going to be right. more comfortable in playing? Tua? He's I actually uh, I found Mac Jones on the waiver wire out of things. Speaking of Cam's former team, but yeah, he was in the top five last week. Uh, I know Mr. I was shocked he was there. I was like, thank you. I also uh, you can go clear back to my first or second show. I, I said Mac Jones is going to be the best rookie quarterback out of this class. He's starting to look like it. So yeah, no kidding. I know sometimes what I'm talking about other times <laughs> you can just tell me I'm a fucking idiot. Cause that's what I look like, but hey, we all are in the same boat. Of course, that's the analysis <laughs> game. Um, let's talk about that game. It's tonight. Uh, Falcons Patriots. I said on your show, I like the Falcons. Uh, just one of those weird NFL spots. Uh, Patriots have been rolling. People think they're a contender and I think the Falcons are going to at least keep things close. Maybe, uh, pull off an upset, but that's the fan in me. Let's talk fantasy there. Your boy, Cordero Patterson, game time decision. Uh, you're hoping he plays, obviously. What's the fan? We talked a little bit about Mac Jones. Not much to talk about with the Falcons other than who would be the guy to kind of take Cordero's kind of reps, targets, et cetera. And then uh, who do you like on the Patriots side as it looks like Damian Harris is back after Ramondre Stevenson went off for 27 last week? Yeah, so uh, if we look at Patterson, I, I don't care if he's limping into the game. If he's in the game, I'm putting him in, yeah. praying that he at least does that. But the handcuff that I went out and got for him this week was Wayne Gallman. Oh, that's right. Yep. Wayne Gallman is 
he's that sneaky backup player that'll come out and have a huge week for no damn reason. He did it with the Giants quite a few times with Saquon going down. Mm-hmm. You saw him step in last week and, you know, it wasn't a big fantasy day, but he got involved, which is what you like to see. So he he's a guy that, you know, he's not projected a lot. Cordell doesn't play. You don't know what you're going to get out of him, but he can he can do the job just fine and he stepped into these spots before and if you streamed him you were so happy you did because he went out and put up uh put up a decent game uh on the shit i lost my train of thought uh on the patriots foul i mean (laughs) on the patriots side uh you know i still like ramondre stevenson yeah i've seen him uh people are saying he's still flex uh in this backfield tonight yeah, I mean, Damian Harris, obviously, they have the same role. Like, Ramondre pretty much stepped in to be that same role. But let's be honest. Have we seen Damian Harris run the ball as impressively as Ramondre Stevenson has? Ramondre point. is dragging people. He refuses to go down. He is a hell of a runner. Yeah. And, you know, when – before the season started and we saw Ramondre in – the uh preseason i was like i like this guy he's they should you know utilize him quite a bit because he's a tough runner he's been showing it and you know if the patriots let's be honest they maybe 200 yards passing per game yeah and they're they've transitioned into a running team just about utilize those two just Keep them fresh. Do a Cleveland Browns type of thing, you know, a couple plays for one, a couple plays for the other. Keep them fresh and just run all over the Falcons. No offense yeah. to you. <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking the same thing. I mean, that's the way to beat us is just, I mean, grind the ball down, maybe beat us on some coverage with Mac Jones and then hope Matt Ryan throws interceptions against uh, Patriots number two ranked fantasy defense right now. So that scares me as a Matt Ryan uh, fan, of course. Yeah, and then uh, wide receiver-wise, you honestly saw some people get involved last week. And how about that throw um, in double coverage to the end zone from Mac Jones just on a laser in the only spot it could have gone? I know exactly what you're talking about. Beautiful throw. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's he makes some throws. Um, uh, I can't remember if it was Bourne or if it was uh, – uh, Myers that caught that I think I think it was born because Myers had uh, his first career touchdown on a different play later in that game yeah yeah and they each had one so I mean they had one Hunter Henry is he a sneaky tight end play I mean he's a force yeah red zone uh, target this is about the time last year he came on pretty strong as a fantasy player with the Chargers he's starting to kind of come on pretty strong a two touchdown game is nothing to scoff at at all you could be somebody that if you're worried about your tight end, throw him in on a Thursday night. Yeah. Crazy shit happens. Go for it. I mean, CJ Uzama, the best tight end Thursday night performance I've ever seen. So <laughs> go for it. I, if I was the bills, I would not be worried about the Pats. I would be wary um, just to see, I mean, rookie quarterback. I, I mean, Belichick has retransformed that defense. He spent money on, they've got the young guys on that offense. Now a team that never had running backs now has a guy from Bama and a guy from Oklahoma young. Um, so that's, what's interesting. Uh, let's get your DFS lineup. If you've got it set, mine is kind of, I've got a first draft when I'm watching some injuries. So I'll just run through mine after you've concluded. 
Gotcha. Let's get that pulled up. So uh, you're probably not going to like this quarterback pick. You you were hammering that this this could be garbage time uh, on that that side, but I'm going with Tannehill no. against Houston. Uh, you know, I just I don't know. It's a cheap it's option. Gives me extra room for other things, and like you said, it's against Houston. So why not? Running backs can't put in Patterson. Obviously, you don't know if he's going to play, but we can still put in James Conner. Oh James yeah, Conner. You know, touchdown machine. Uh, goes out this last week wasn't a great week, and he still got a touchdown. Yeah, involved in the run game, involved in the pass game, just honestly becoming one of the hottest running backs in the league right now. So let's go with it. Um, let's try to build off of Damian or Daryl Williams week last week. Um, I don't trust in the Kansas city offense. And, but if this game is going to be a game, it's going to be a shootout and Daryl Williams should be getting plenty of uh, volume. Yep. Then we got uh, Keenan Allen coming off, you know, quite a few weeks of just a lot of targets, you know, and sadly enough, I traded away Tyree kill for uh, Mike Williams and a couple other pieces Mm -hmm. that hasn't worked out for me at all, Uh, (laughs) but come down to earth. Got Keenan Allen in another league and, you know, I love to see the targets. It's exactly what you saw last year. And you know, hopefully it just starts translating into a lot of points for Justin Herbert as well. But Keenan Allen's been going out and putting up plenty of numbers for you. Hunter Renfro, he's a guy that consistently gets six, seven, sometimes eight targets. Got a lot yeah. of targets last week. Uh, I think he scored a touchdown two straight weeks now. So give me eight targets. Give me a touchdown. Let's see where that takes us. And then in a garbage time game as it is, let's go with Jalen Waddle. Nice. Going up against the Jets, I'm pretty confident in Tua. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think uh, – did I see something about Will Fuller probably being back this week? I believe so. I'll double-check on that here. So that would make me a little wary, but he hasn't built any sort of uh, rapport with Tua right. like Jalen has. Jalen's another guy who has been consistently getting a lot of targets lately, kind of like a Hunter Renfro and let's, let's get him in the end zone and, you know, double up there. And then I'm pulling a U we're mm. going to double tight end yes. uh, play here. We're going George Kittle in the flex Kittle's back, man. He, yeah. He's uh, looking as sharp as ever back up into the top three this week. My top three tight ends were the top three tight ends you were looking at to start the season you know waller kelsey and kittle we've had a return to normalcy for those top three uh the past couple of weeks so going with him a tight end that uh is just coming on strong probably not a lot of people paying attention but dan arnold yeah no kidding he's going out and getting an outrageous amount of targets i think probably in the last three weeks he's leading the team in uh targets and receptions he's gotten a touchdown or two and you know it just seems like he's the guy to go to and going up against san francisco uh the way that they played last week 
getting after everything, you know, you're going to need somebody to throw the ball too quick and tight ends are on a lot of quick routes because they're big and they can just get into a spot, sit, be open. I could see a lot going his way. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if I believe in the Browns this week, but we're going with their <laughs> defense against Detroit. Might as well. Detroit winless. Yep. Uh, no longer straight defeated. You know, has that tie. Of course. Could be the first franchise uh, to go 0-16 and 0-16-1. And, and uh, you know, if uh, Goff isn't in, yep. then this could just be an absolute poop shoot for uh, Detroit and a great game for the Browns. Yeah, Miles Garrett would be eating a sack lunch. Um, news and notes on you like this. I traded uh, George Kittle and McCaffrey away for Keenan Allen and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's going to miss two games. Uh, I stink. My season's over. Um, yeah. Will Fuller unlikely to play Sunday. So no, okay. good news for Waddle. And um, yeah, I like that lineup. My lineup uh, a little bit similar to you. I've got Connor in there. Yeah, uh, we talked about on your show AJ Dillon. I've got AJ Dillon in there. Uh, He's somebody boy. I wanted to sneak in. I just didn't have the room for him. Sure. Yeah. Boston College. Not every day you can get Patrick Mahomes off a what four or five TD performance at seventy six hundred going against the Cowboys. Trevon Diggs is the story, but I you know the narrative around him is so great. Is you know lock for rookie of the year. The he might break the interception record, but the reason he's getting so many interceptions is because people are picking on him. And he's been right place, right time. Like people, there's a reason people are throwing. If you are a lockdown corner, you're usually not getting interceptions because people aren't even throwing your way. Um, right. So I don't know. Maybe Mahomes will light up the Cowboys in Jerry's world or wherever that game is being played. I believe in Kansas City, actually. <laughs> um, reason my lineup is not finalized is because Devontae Adams was a late add to the injury report as questionable. I've got him in there right now. Not so sure. Landry's another guy who's questionable who's currently in there. And then I'm tailing your play with Waddle. That's currently my third wide out. Uh, T Higgins is a guy that's just kind of meh. You know, you'll throw him in there. Like, he'll get you. I do like him as a player. Sorry, I meant yeah. as a fantasy. Uh, he's like yeah. a 12-13. No real boom or bust, unlike last year where I felt like he kind of, uh, you know, obviously getting some targets taken away with Chase coming in. But right. uh, he's my flex. My tight end is in Joku right now. Uh, he had a brutal – I saw he had a brutal play in the last uh, last game I saw where he just, like, he made a miss. I can't even remember, but I'm throwing him in there. Panthers are my defense. We'll see. Washington football team. Uh, it's a cheap option there. Right. Uh, proposition for you. I yes, think sir. it'd be kind of fun. We put we both put together a DFS lineup every week. Let's go head to head. Let's make a just a little, you know, side by side comparison and see see who wins this week. I like that. Let's do that. We'll plan that in the works and recap it next week. Next week, we've got Thanksgiving, so the schedule might be a little different. We'll talk that out and uh, get you an episode out next week. This is dropping on a Thursday before the uh, Falcons game tonight. Go Falcons. We'll see. Patriots. Um, but, of course, we can't let Ricky Larson of Lucky Shots Media out without a UFC question. What did you make about two things? One, Holloway in a crazy fight this weekend. Uh, banger uh looks back and then mcgregor just <laughs> walking side by side in front of his huge house his huge tv acting like he's in the ring with holloway it's just mcgregor's ridiculous well we might get round two between these two guys and am i crazy thinking that holloway would maim 
McGregor in his current state. As much as I hate to say it, because I love Conor McGregor. The man's done. He's done. He's done. And I hate to say it because he's exciting to watch and all of that, but he's got one win in like the past six years and it was against the cowboy out of the door donald cerrone like come on man and he beat him with a shoulder shot so like we didn't even get to see anything good out of him and holloway he's still just ever improving honestly i mean he's hasn't really slowed down at all he's had a couple of losses or whatever but to tough opponents we look at that last fight i mean precise strong just everything you expect to see from max holloway we saw and he wasn't taking on a slouch either yeah. he, that guy was throwing leather back i mean look at both of their faces in that uh ambulance after the fight i, mean, I loved was, the uh mutual respect that holloway showed for him just like a good guy Hollow, holloway normally does he'll yeah. he'll do some things to sell the fight right but at the end of the day he's just He's all love, and he's a great guy to watch, uh, great human being. And, you know, if these two do fight, obviously I'm going to buy it, and obviously I'm going to be rooting for McGregor. Yeah. But uh, I don't expect to get my money's worth out of that. Maybe another broken leg or something. Who knows? Yeah, it's funny because I will say from McGregor just walking back and forth in front of his TV trying to look menacing, at least the leg looked like he was walking all right, you know? Yeah. Um, that fight I think would be awesome. Yeah, it would be super hyped. I mean, Holloway too. Yeah, he's won three fights and since uh, you know since 2019, but the two losses, Volkanovski twice, and he could have won both of those. Honestly, like those were all three bangers. Um, he did lose to Poirier too uh, back in 2019. Um, but yeah, so McGregor and Holloway haven't fought since 2013, and I would argue, you know, that was back when Holloway was like you know a prospect. If that, like, he's a whole different fighter now. Well, and that was about the time that uh, Connor uh, Connor was honestly a prospect at that point, too. But he was more on a high rise than uh, Holloway was at the time. But just think of the card that they will throw together if that is a fight. (laughs) That is going to be a heat card. Definitely worth the money, even if Connor goes out and gets his ass kicked. I think all the fights that they put on there are going to be so good. Good call on uh, – that was just McGregor's second fight in the UFC, actually, um, against Holloway. Uh, Masvidal dropping out, and then uh, Edwards calling him a coward uh, for being a little out of shape. What did you make out of that? Because that was going to be a banger of a fight card. Well, Connor also called uh, Masvidal out there, too. He's just calling everybody out on Twitter. He's <laughs> yeah. he's honestly being a little Donald Trumpy on Twitter right now. Yeah, he's yeah. going after everyone, but, uh, you know – Masvidal, sure. If if you're hurt, then be hurt, whatever. But it's a fight where I expect Edwards to piss pound him. 100%. So uh, how much of it is, you know, Masvidal knows in yeah. his heart that it's not take another loss. Fight. Yeah. And I mean, I never want to say anybody pulls out of a fight because they're scared. I mean, these guys fight for a living, but writings on the wall for this one yeah i agree ricky larson good stuff as always uh enjoy the weekend of football we'll talk to you next week yes sir thank you